0: It is indeed, and uh, the time is 19 minutes uh, before and uh, 9 p.m. And if you just joined us, you tune into Metro FM Talk here on the Mighty Metro with myself, Ayabong Atawe, and uh, uh, we now uh, catch up with our thought leader for this week, and uh, she is uh, one of the uh, uh, activists within the DA in the running here uh, for uh, the uh, top role, a uh, top job here within the Democratic Alliance, and. Uh, uh, she uh, pitted against uh, two gentlemen here. As uh, I understand at this point, uh, the only lady in the race is a member of the provincial legislature in Guazul Natal for the DA. And, uh, and now uh, saying that uh, she's got a new way to save the DA and South Africa. And uh, she now joins me on the line. Her name is Mbali Ntuli. Mbali, Gunjan. I'm well, thanks, man. And thank you so much for joining us. Mbali, I, I want us maybe to start off, uh, I guess, uh, with, um, you know, w- what you would say is the state of play of the DA. Because I, uh, much of the campaigns that are, uh, are going to come in, into a play over the next while have a lot to do with the state of health of the DA. I mean, if I look at the address you made uh, over the last uh, uh, few days or so at uh, College Rovers in uh, Gwazul Natal, uh, a lot of it spoke to some of the issues that you found were deficiencies in the machinery of the party and more importantly, I guess, on key policy questions, uh, some of the uh, key things that the party ought to be uh, championing in the policy environment. Talk to me about what you see as the state uh, of the Democratic Alliance today uh, in 2020. Wow,
1: what a loaded question. But let me say first that I definitely think that the Democratic Alliance is still probably the only alternative vehicle uh, that can actually take any form of alternative government in the past year, a, a core part of it. But I do think that we have some problems. I think that we have some real serious problems that we've seen coming out in our organizational review that need to be addressed. Things like the fact that we uh, are just running campaigns that are accessible to... Abantu on the ground. Thank mm. you. I think we are very highly academic, very jargonful, and people don't understand what our policies are. So a lot of my campaign has been focused on one, making our offer very simple and accessible to Abanto, two, making it authentic and something they can understand. and um, and then three, also making it something that's fair for people internally. Um, and making is something that is something that people in the party can understand is going to make it fair for them to be able to have a fair point. I don't think the party for a long time has had that, whether it's our judicial processes or the way that we have advocated how we appoint people. Mm. And I want to bring that back. I want to take away the personality cult, sure. the things, um, and really focus on. Just being a party that's kind and fair and strong and uh. that can speak to the authenticity that South Africans need. I think South Africans need hope and I think South Africans need a new way and I don't think that the current leadership is providing that because they are thinking about stabilizing and they're much about bringing just back the Freedom Fund's password. And for me, that's not good,
0: not I think we need to reach the that we haven't reached before. Okay. Talk to me, Mbali, uh, just on that question. I mean, uh, uh, certainly your electoral uh, performance last year, I guess, would be what makes you raise the Freedom Front Plus issue and uh, them eating into some of your own electorate. But even, I guess, some of the coalitions you've tried to uh, put together and some of the partnerships you've put together, Uh, uh, certainly haven't been as durable as you would have liked. We saw what happened in Swaneh today, and we also saw what had happened uh, much earlier in the Nelson Mandela Bay uh, area as well. Um, What indicative things does that show us about the state of play and where the DA is at this point in time?
1: Look, I'm going to be honest, and it's one of my key pillars. And the last one is about realigning politics and making sure of yeah, at the core of the centre of religion, the military. The fact of the matter is I think we need to be a little bit more humble, and a little less self righteous. And then just come in about trees that uh we see in leaders in Africa as and if we can't get other political parties to join us on the journey of making to Africa the kind of party and the kind of country that we want to see us be, then we are in big, big trouble. And I think that requires some humility and I think it requires uh, leaders that are willing to listen to other leaders. And I think one of the tragedies that we've had at CA is not having strict outcomes around what we wanted uh, in our coalition agreements. And that's one of the things that I'm saying in my Particular one as the leader that we need to have. We need to understand what it is that we want to achieve as different parties so that we can fix that and we can be transparent, particularly to the public about that.
0: Mm. You said to build a fairer DA, yeah, there needs to be an end to the fear that has crept into the organization where people feel they can't express themselves.
1: As I said, as a leader, I believe that we have a problem our uh, where people feel intimidated. And I want to be the kind of leader that allows people to disagree with them openly and not retaliate in any kind of way that would show that they would be best mm. And I think that for too long in the Democratic Alliance, we've seen that become the norm. I know that I and many other people have been... Uh, At the receiving end of that kind of action. And I want to stop that because we need people to differ with leaders in order to have a diversity of needs. Any other scenario aside from that just means that we are really intimidating people into believing what we think and is unhealthy for an organization of this nature.
0: Okay, Mbali, I want us to pause there for a second. Uh, gonna take a quick spot break, but also invite some of our listeners, uh, to uh, weigh in on our conversation. Give us a ring zero eight nine I'm in conversation, uh, with uh, uh, a DA a candidate here and member of the uh, provincial legislature in Guazulu Natal, Mbali Ntuli, and uh, yeah, mobilizing her campaign around hashtag Mbali Ntuli for DA leader. I'd love to hear your perspectives. And uh, you might have questions from Bali as well. Uh, do give us a ring and you can also share some of the tweets with us. So give us a ring on 089-110-3377. And you can also tweet us on at MetroFMSA. Use the hashtag Metro FM Talk. It is indeed, and 10 minutes it is before 9 p.m. And uh, our thought leader on this Thursday is a DA leader and uh, KZN MPL Mbali Tuli. And uh, we're speaking to her about her campaign and, of course, uh, some of the big uh, issues uh, within the DA. And uh, I guess, Mbali, one of those is around uh, policy. And, and I want us maybe to take a look at this from two perspectives. One, uh, how policy is created inside of the DA. And then maybe the second leg is really on some of the key Contentious policy questions that uh, have certainly occupied much of your attention within the DA. You are saying uh, in in your remarks over the last few days or so that you you want more periodic policy conferences so that people don't go and stand on a soapbox and uh, pronounce on policy positions that haven't been debated. Um, has that been your experience that people have uh, you know been uh, conflating their own personal uh, 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 outlooks and orientation and uh, uh, viewpoints as the policy of the organisation?
1: Yeah, I think that the big reason why we are in this situation that we find ourselves in as a Democratic Alliance is because many leaders have pronounced policy decisions that they believe are right, which is just their opinion is the best thing, to be the policy decisions of the party. And so we have different leaders pronouncing different things. Which is why I say that I do not believe that any leader should be pronouncing policy decisions on behalf of the party, and still that party has had a policy conference. Mm. And so I'm putting forward a constitutional amendment that says that we must have a policy conference at least six months before um, any kind of Congress so that we can clear up confusion. And we must do this more regularly, because otherwise we're going to ha- end up with this confusion that we have. And in our party, specifically seems around race-based policies. So in the past, we've had racist policies to deal with um, affirmative action and do I understand that many people want us to see, particularly look at a different methods for that and mm-hmm. that's fine but then you can't have people saying that that's something that's already done by the party, or the something that it should be done by the party, because that gives a false and a distorted uh, series of events of what needs to happen and I think it's wrong okay. and me now well, one, I'm going to go to the policy conference and I'm going to advocate that whatever we come up with is something that's fair, something that's authentic and, and uh, applicable to most Africans in terms mm. of the social economic uh, disparity. Okay. Let's, talk, qui- like Let's talk
0: quickly in Bali. But uh, what I can't
1: do now is, yes. is to say this is what I think or this is what I believe should happen not because I'm scared because it just creates confusion between our members and mm. creates
0: factions. So it's and quite interesting, Bali. that it's, it's, it's interesting.
1: It's interesting. Sorry, Mbali. And Bali. to the confusion that we have. Just a because quick one. Currently, Bali.
0: currently, the
1: Democratic Alliance believes in race-based policy.
0: Mbali, mm. J- just a quick one. I mean, uh, you're suggesting here that there is some confusion, right? Um, and I also want to hear your perspective, I guess, on the new economic policy proposals that were announced earlier on by your policy office. But I want us to think about that alongside some of the debates that have happened inside the party around BE, around affirmative action. What is your position? And uh, more importantly, I guess, what, what would Mbali and Nduli leadership of the DA look like when it comes to policies of redress? And more importantly, I guess, policies aimed at achieving economic justice?
1: So things that I think that the Democratic Alliance must understand that we live in a world that already has race as an existence. So when we talk about non-racialism, I think that it's a good ideal to have, and that's part of the new policy that's Obviously, everybody wishes that we lived in a world that didn't have race, but that's not the world that we operate in. And for a political party, it is not sustainable to try and operate in an environment where you deny but it really exists for many people. So I would not say that for us, understanding or talking about non-racialism as something that doesn't exist for, particularly people of race, is something that's feasible. And that's not to say that it's not something that's good and ideal to work towards, but it's just not where we are now. And if we want to really catch the minds and hearts of people and talk to them, we have to include the fact that they may understand that their race is part of their collective identity. And so it may be that umvalinto Uri understands that she's a black woman in an environment in South Africa where her gender makes a difference, where her race makes a difference. Mm. And that doesn't mean anything other than that we must recognize that and understand that that is part of her identity. So the DA can't speak about a world that we don't live in and her to People in South Africa will logically vote for something that is so ubiquitous as race. And for me, all I'm saying to the party is whatever we decide at policy conference, it's fine. We can have a means of criteria test if that's what we ultimately decide to do. Mm. But there's no way that we can expect that South Africans to have spending 400 years based on race based politics, yeah. where they live, how they love. What they do and everything else mm. are now suddenly going to forget it. Yeah. And there's Bali. nothing wrong or mm. nothing illiberal with us acknowledging yes. that. And yes. if you can't acknowledge that, then we are going to wake up one day with the EFF got mm.
0: opposition. Bali, just a quick one. I mean, we, we saw from uh, uh, Kwen Ngwenya earlier on today some uh, economic policy proposals, and uh, one of the ones that certainly caught my attention was this idea where people can you know, uh, um, out of their own volition, opt out of the national minimum wage and uh, hopefully go and contract for lower wages. Part of this idea that says, you know, uh, uh, um, rather any work than no work at all. And I want to hear your perspective on that.
1: Look, I think we're talking to this because governments have set it up that way. I think that obviously anyone would appreciate any work than no work at all. But even that no work cannot be the kind of work that is exploitative. Mm. And so if we can reduce the kind of rate that we have around their regulations, we would actually be able to afford people to have work that would work for them and give them decent living wages rather than the exploitative nature that could take place in the zero-sum game uh, circumstance. And um, I really think that as a democratic alliance, that is one of the things that we are trying to say and one of the things that I do agree with is that i and and at all. Because sure, you know, sure. but I really think that it doesn't mean there's much to people. Okay. And that is one of the things that
0: we need to fight. All right. Bali, hold the line there for me for a second. I've got one of our callers who would like to uh, pose a question to you. Ndutogo, good evening to you and welcome.
2: Oh, thank you, Abonga, uh, and uh, good evening to your guest, Umbali. Sure, sure. Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, yes, Ngapila I Actually, I must say that I've I known uh, Umbali for the past 10 years. I think we met in the in the youth movement, and we've obviously been. On the opposite side in, in politics, but that's not what I'm why I'm mm. calling. But I just sure. wanted to yes, I'm was involved in the ANC. She was involved in the PA.
0: Well, no Um, yes, yes. Oh, me, okay, me. sure, sure. <laughs>
2: yes, but I just want to say something. You know, uh, in in terms of, of, of um, and I think mm. uh, one of the things that uh, I've I've seen and I've, I've I've watched her career. You know, um, and also we've had a number of conversations uh, across the board and and, and and discussions. One of the things for her, I think. Is that she's been able to, you know, uh, speak truth to, to power mm. wherever she is, you know, so, whether she's in the opposition benches in the in KZN or within the, her party in the DA, and also she was able to do something, you know, in the DA where she was able to take the party to areas, you know, deep peripheral rural peripheral uh, areas mm-hmm. in Guadinal where the party didn't have a, a presence, you know. But but I know there's one thing that I wanted to say is that. As you know, the younger generation, and I think we agree with them that mainly our politics has really failed us. And, and, uh, and you know, the generations that are in charge of our politics, but there should be some levels of un- non-negotiables, you know, like, you know, our, you know, education and the question of socio-economic justice as uh, she was raising uh, it now. Those are things that, as sure. you know, this generation, we should, uh-huh. there should be non-negotiables across uh, yeah, the political yeah. spectrum. And I think
0: yeah. that's why, yes. Point well made, my brother, and I certainly really appreciate the call. There, unfortunately, we'll have to uh, stop you there because we're running out of time. But Bali uh, Tutuko raises a very interesting point that uh, there should be at least a common set on set of issues. Um, Bali, do we still have you on the line?
1: I have you on the line,
0: yeah. Yes, yes, yes. So, and Tutu was saying there should be at least a common set of issues, one of those being uh, this idea of economic justice, that uh, uh, should really resonate with young people across the different political parties, irrespective of the kind of badges that they wear. Uh, and I yeah. want to maybe hear you on that, because when I look at some of your, your policy ideas, for instance, taking money from SAA, putting that into quintile one to three schools, uh, mm. I think there are a lot of people even outside of the DA who would maybe resonate with some of those ideas. What are the prospects of creating that kind of collaboration across party lines as well?
1: First of all, I'm getting here. I'm so close to my policy proposal. And it really talks about what For me, the real economy that we need to be focusing on is township, informal traders, and trying to get quicker ones to see in you because not that I was, a local, then I didn't understand that. And for me, that's what I'm trying to shift the being into understanding. That I live in Dao, and I wonder if the can look at that from cool, you know why this is too cool, as we call it. It's not important to not have these discussions because we're going to be the majority of South Africans behind. And that really is, I think, the only point of anybody who's trying to run South sure. Africa at this particular point in okay. time can say is that we need Innovating people that have mm. shown that they have the appetite in the world to try and be an entrepreneurs really sure, in that way. Sure. Fast that have access to funding, fast foods oh, Mama Lavada is a must now. Oh, Mama Lavada is a must go shop. It's there, God, all. Fast foods that because otherwise, we are in a very big situation sure. in South Africa where we cannot. Uh, actually get out how to go. Okay,
0: Bali. Yeah, Bali, let's leave it there, Siswam, and uh, real pleasure catching up with you and I thank you for taking time out to speak to us this evening here on Metro FM Talk. Wish you all the best in that race and uh, we'll certainly uh, uh, be following that one closely and I hope it's not the last time we'll catch up with you.
1: Thank you.
0: Thank you very much. That there was Mbalintuli, uh, DA uh, KZN MPL, and uh, one of the people vying for the top post uh, in the Democratic Alliance. That's where we leave it for this week. It's been a pleasure being with you. We're back with you again on Monday. You have yourself a great weekend. Take strength, Ma'afrika. Nangoku, Sisai Banga, Le Economy.